You've probably heard the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So today we're talking about how we as parents, our emotional barometer can affect the mood of the entire house and what to do when we find ourselves in that situation. Hey, what are you trying to say? Hey there, my name is Matthew, and I'm a nuclear launch officer in the United States Air Force and author of Nuclear Leadership. And I'm Catherine, military wife and homeschool mama. Together, we have three kids, Garrett, who's 11, Renee, who's 8, and Riley Ann, who's 6. And And this this is is our our nuclear nuclear family. family. See what we did there? Nuclear launch officer, get it? Catherine and I could talk about parenting for hours. But... Hours are scarce around here, and for most of us, the years are short, but the days are long. So that's why for the next 30 minutes, we hope to spark some ideas and encourage you on a specific parenting topic. We're not experts, but we do believe parenting is done better in community and that we can all learn from one another. So strap in as we launch into the conversation. All right, welcome to our nuclear family today. We're talking about an expression that we've all heard. If mama ain't happy. Ain't, ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> um, which is an expression for a reason. Yeah. Right? We've also heard happy wife, happy life. Yes. You know, that's another one that's out there. And so I'll ask you for from your perspective, like, why do you think there's this? It seems like there's a slant towards females. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Even though really it's true of everyone, I do think there's this slant toward women and how we let our emotional barometer affect everyone else in the family. Yeah. You know? And so if mom's stressed, the stress barometer in the whole house is up. Mm-hmm. And if mom is tired, the kind of tension in the house, you know, overly tired and kind of grumpy. The tension in the house is greater. And the reason we're talking about this, as with so many of our things, is because this happened. I really noticed this happening in our own house uh, last week. I had had a long week and I was tired and we were sitting at the table and the kids were laughing and joyful (laughs) and loud. And I caught myself wanting to say, guys, shh, like, <laughs> enough, s- enough, stop. Yeah. But that was, and I realized, thankfully, that I, this was a me problem, not a them problem. Right. They weren't actually being overly loud. They weren't, you know, I'm not a big pan- fan of potty talk, especially at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing anything like that where I really needed to shut it down or, Correct right. in any way. Yeah, they weren't making fun of, you know, two of them weren't picking on the third, yeah. like making fun or something N- like that. No, it they was... were just having a good time, which is a sound that I strive for and <laughs> want to embrace. Right. right. But in this particular moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was so done with the day. Yeah. And... Any noise was not welcome. Like, no. It was just, I mean, we're grateful it was happy noises because if it had been mean noises or sad noises, like it may have turned out differently. (laughs) Right. And it just made me kind of stop and say, why should the whole family bow at my 
<laughs> emotional whim. <laughs> because that yeah. is not right and it's not very fair, but it made me realize that wow, moms especially have this power and also somehow I think feel the right to impart their emotion on the house or it or even if they're not doing it on purpose it just does everybody yeah. feels the emotion of the mom and i don't know really why that is i mean dads have that power too but somehow not as much i don't know why yeah well i i definitely think you know as part of this conversation one of the things we want to get across is like dads can definitely have the same sort of power like, oh yeah you know Affect super stressed at work yeah. like or house. you know having uh overly uh, harsh responses. Know, responses and those mm -hmm. kind of things. Like it can definitely, it's definitely a both genders thing. Yeah. But I do think in general, I mean, this is definitely, well, I'll let you say if it's definitely true in our house or not, but Yikes. <laughs> it feels true in our house. And I think probably in others where uh, women tend to have higher visible emotional swings. Sure. Whereas men, we've been, taught through society over time to kind of keep our emotions in check more so. And so we try to keep sort of steady state as much as possible. Well, definitely for you. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think overall it in general, is, that yeah. is perhaps true. <laughs> so many qualifiers. I know. No, we're not qualifying. It, um, they know our heart. Yeah. You know what we mean. Yeah. And so I, I think that maybe you can just see it a little bit more in the moms because there, you're not running with that um, that regulator, right? Not yeah, at, not as much, know, quite as strong. Well, and I mean, we look to the man a lot as you know, definitely a head of a house and stuff. But the mom, to quote my big fat Greek wedding, is the neck, and it <laughs> kind of turns the house any way she wants to yeah. go. Yeah. And she's responsible for a lot of things in the house and especially, um, you know, I think somehow with the kids, mm -hmm. it just is that way. So I think we, I wanted to do this episode because I really wanted to put a spotlight on awareness of the way that we do actually turn the emotional tide of the house so mm -hmm. easily, even if we don't mean to and kind of what we can do to be more intentional about that. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times it is not a kid problem. It's not a spouse problem. It's, ex you know, it's other external things on our mind or that we're going on our cycle or that. I mean, that's so cliche, but it's true. I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. And hormones are different. Hormones are different. Yeah. Or, you know, the school year's finishing. It's June right now as we record this. And so we just went through Maycember, which honestly, sometimes it feels worse than the end of the year. Yeah. In terms of stress. In terms and, of stress. Yeah. And I think emotions were are higher. Mm -hmm. And so it affects all of us, but it's not the kids. It's the stuff. It's the end of year performances and the teacher gifts and the you know, planning summer camps and those types of things right. that are all going to be booked up by the time school's out. Well, and then what, what do we do when we get out of these routines? Like there's stress <laughs> that builds up with that when you don't have 
right. kids to take to school or, or even for us as a homeschool family, school to do during the day, every day. Like, what are we going to do to fill these hours? Right. Um, especially as it gets so hot, you know, you can only go to the splash park or the pool so many times, you know, before that becomes just... Well, or it's hot or kind of... <laughs> or, yeah, or it becomes so, too hot or... Yeah, exactly. I mean, all these external things that add up to our, as the mom's emotional health and well-being and responsibility, I think, is the biggest part of it. We have this responsibility that we want to get it figured out and we want our family to like be joyful and not worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just me. Don't like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll get it done. Yeah, But the mental stress makes us lash out at our family, even though they didn't do anything. Right. Well, and I think that's part of the key, right? Like our kids can't differentiate between something they caused and something that's happening outside the home or or even like an internal battle that we're going through as parents, like trying to sort things out when we, you know, lash out or, or act sad or do some of those things like they, they can't necessarily tell, especially when they're young, like, is this something that I did Am I in or trouble? is this something like, that's the only thing that they can think of. Right. It's, well, because that's what their experience is limited to. Right. Right. So, when we lash out or when we let our attitude affect the entire family, the kids let, are left kind of feeling responsible for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one thing, of course, that we don't want to do as parents is make the kids feel responsible for how we feel, both sad and happy. Like, right. I don't want my kids to feel like my whole world joy is based on them right? and their performance right. or whatever it is. And likewise, that they, you know, if they have a bad day or if they are a certain way, that that is going to affect me so much so that it is going to affect the whole house. Right. Well, and that's an impossible burden for them to bear, right? right. And to, or to feel like they have to bear. Right. You know, it's like um, in Encanto, right? The older sister who has to feel like she has to carry the whole weight of the whole family. Of the whole family. Like right. if you have to carry your parents emotional stuff like that's that's just too much too much much. and so uh, our kids might start to feel like they have to do that and have to try to make it better and but it's hard for us to be able to separate out of whatever it is we're going through oh so we're not asking to be like to like totally disconnect no no you want to be honest with your kids and i think we'll definitely get to that Mm -hmm. um You know, when we talk about, like, how do we solve this? Mm -hmm. But the other thing I was thinking about real quick before we even get there is that if this was another adult, like when you're out at a dinner party Mm -hmm. or you're out, you know, you have friends over or even when you're surrounded by your own extended family and somebody is moody and brings their mood that has nothing to do with you into Mm -hmm. the circle... Of a dinner party or you're like, dude. Yeah. You need to like that Eeyore bringing the whole mood down. You right. Know, or, Which but, I mean, we're not asking people to be fake. We're definitely uh-huh. not. But it's it's different than being real. You know, being like, Man, I'm so tired. It's been a really stressful week and having all your friends like mm-hmm. commiserate and empathize. It is a state of mental being that projects itself. Into the whole crowd and yeah. where you feel like if I'm not happy, 
this whole group should not be happy. Like right. you, I have felt well, and, that from people. Right. And, and it affects the atmosphere. Exactly. Right. You're feeling that from them. It's not necessarily, it's not their hearts. They're not trying right. to push their problems onto you, but you feel it when someone walks into the room and they're gloomy or they're, they're not, you know, off. they don't seem fully connected in the conversation or whatever. And like from the person who's in the room sitting next to them, uh, trying to like rope them into the conversation and stuff, it's like, what did I do? What, what have I done? What have I done wrong? Or tell me, you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Then. I mean, we've all been in this situation, right? But as adults, to other adults, we all go, ugh. Yeah. And they're not fun to be around, right? We, right. And I do not want to be that person for my kids where they're like, it is not fun to be around mom. Because if yeah. she's stressed or emotional or whatever, she's so ugly when mm-hmm. she's in this state that I don't want to be around her. Yeah. Like, how sad is that? That would be horrible. Mm-hmm. Right? So what are some ways that we can change how we approach when we have hard days? Like, as dads and moms, but when we feel our emotional state affecting the rest of the family, you know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about some ways that we can yeah. kind of shift that. Yeah, I think one of the uh, distinctions that we've uh, that we've both heard recently is the distinction between responding and reacting. Oh yeah, that's good. And like responding is like pausing and taking a moment and giving an accurate assessment of the situation, whereas reacting is that gut instinct first thing that comes to mind, instinctual reaction that sometimes gets us in trouble and like just being able to pause and have uh, just like take one breath. I mean, we talk (laughs) about it with our kids and how, how we get them to respond appropriately to things that have happened to them. I can't find this toy or my room is so messy. I'm never going to get it clean. And then I'm never going to get any money ever (laughs) again. You know, like, my friend took my when they, toy. Right. Yeah. And now it's a meltdown and I hit them. And r- we exactly. expect them to regulate themselves right. so much. And yet our regulation of ourselves is not very good sometimes. Right. And it's um, so interesting. Like, uh, I was, I've been listening to stuff about like the mind and the body and the heart and like how they all work together um, in, in unison. And like just how taking a breath, just one breath can just totally change your whole emotional, you know, regulation. Like it just puts everything back under regulation mm-hmm. um, in a way that few things can. And breath, breathing is like it's you don't have to think about it to do it, but you can think about it. You know, it's the semi-autonomic part of our nervous system like you can control the breath which is such a cool thing when you think about it like this thing that you need for life that you do automatically you do automatically because you you can't can't affect your i can't think about it and change my heartbeat really right unless you change your breath and then you can which is a totally cool thing (laughs) yeah so Um, true okay but yeah so so being able to just pause and and say okay i mean like you did at the dinner table last week when you were you were like the ramping up boiling 
<laughs> simmering and coming to a boil. And then you just like took a breath and observed the situation. And you said, you know, our kids are just having fun. And the fact that it is bothering me is a me problem and not a them problem. Right. Well, absolutely. I think taking a deep breath is a great tool to use to kind of assess the situation and also good communication, right? Would it have been totally acceptable for me to be like, hey guys, I'm so glad you're having fun. I have such a bad headache. Could we turn down the noise level a little bit? Yes, that would have been totally acceptable. But the difference between me going, saying what I just said and saying, like, let's calm down. Can you take it down a notch? Because I have a headache or because my brain is overwhelmed is more acceptable than being like, guys, you're so loud. Be quiet. Like enough, enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and the temperature change Mm -hmm. and how my kids perceive the situation when I change my words and tell them what is happening. I don't have to go into all the reasons I have a headache or all the reasons I'm stressed out. But just to say, this is a me problem, not a you problem, but we're a team here. So I really do need you to like take the volume level down. Right. Right? I mean, that would be an option is for me to say, it may not be fair, but I'm the mom. So please take the, (laughs) like we help each other, right? We're aware and willing to help take care of one another. So please take the noise level down. The other option would be for me to change my position, right? To say, Mm -hmm. I am so sorry, but I've got to go upstairs and take a shower or just lie down for a minute because I am feeling unreasonably irritated by these children. Like, (laughs) like they have done nothing wrong. They are happy. It's annoying me. (laughs) Right. That sounds so silly. But it's true. But it's so relatable. Like, I, f- I think we, we've all been in those moments where it's like, I, this is just too much right now. Whether it's because they're arguing or whether it's because they're having so much fun. Like, it doesn't, like, if that, that that's a good right. example of what we're talking about. Like, the same, I could be feeling the same thing, whether they're arguing with each, <laughs> each other or whether they're having so much fun with each other. They're telling that's, silly jokes and it's so annoying. <laughs> that's... Right. That's clearly not a them problem because if my reaction is the same, whether they're happy or mad, then, then that's, that's a me problem. problem. Yeah, totally. Um, well, and the, yeah. And then on any other night, you know, if my emotional temperature was different, it would strike me as funny and we would be laughing all together and it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, and or I, continuing the jokes and, you know, just oh, yeah. like snowball and be so fun. I think that's, you know, where you can see that red flag happening mm-hmm. is like, do I always get mad at this or is is it just that I'm not in the mood for it? Right. You know, and if you say normally this would be fine, but it's not today, mm-hmm. that might be an indicator that it's a you problem. Right. And there could be, a, I mean, there's so many reasons why we could find ourselves. I mean, you mentioned the headache, like a, a chronic pain issue There could be just that we're too tired. Right. Like, we're just... Mama needs sleep. Yeah. I mean, we didn't... There are storms in Nebraska, like, if you haven't lived here, like, you wouldn't believe. And they always tend to happen. They start rolling in around, like, 10 o'clock at night. And they go to, like, 2 in the morning, it seems like. (laughs) Right. Where it's just huge lightning and wind and rain. And it's just... There are nights where we're just 
don't get a ton of sleep because the rain is just so intense. And so then the next day we're tired because, I mean, our kids slept through it. They're like, storm? What storm? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the whole point is like we can be tired. We could have external stress with like extended family. I mean, it's crazy. But even if our own parents are stressed as adults, we feel that stress. Even if your parents don't mean to put that stress on you. So that is completely external. Like our kids have nothing to do with that. And yet, Mm -hmm. because my parents, two states away, are super stressed out, Mm -hmm. I'm stressed out. And so I put that stress on my kids. Yeah. You know, so we just want to like bring a little spotlight on this idea that we have such power Mm -hmm. over the emotional temperature of our home. Yeah. I mean, what a perfect example. As an adult, your parents, you still feel the you emotional st- temperature of your parents. <laughs> you feel, yeah, you right? still experience that. You still under, like. Yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So an adult, I still, if my parents like, which I like that they share their stress with me. I want to know what's happening in their life. Right. And they're not trying to like put it on me. Mm-hmm. But that is life, right? There yeah. are seasons of high stress and seasons of sorrow and all these seasons that we go through and that is mm-hmm. going to affect our emotional temperature and that is going to affect our kids. Yeah. My hope is that it affects our kids in where they see us handling those things in a healthy way. Where they right. see us communicating, not oversharing necessarily, but sharing with our families like this is stressing me out. This is why I might be a little short with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you. It's I'm stressed about grandma or I'm stressed about dad's work or we're moving. And that is a high stress thing. So, you know, we need to give each other grace. And if you are truly, it's not just a day, it's a season of stress, like appropriately share with your kids yeah, so that they know this is not a you thing. Right. It is a, our family is going through a transition thing. Right. Well, and like you said, you enjoy participating in that with your, your parents. Right. And it, it brings a level of closeness Absolutely. to that relationship um, that if you just you know, try to stifle and then um, and then ha- end up lashing out because you can't keep a pot on top of the, the kettle for that long. Right. Um, a lid on top of the kettle or lid on top of the pot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Either of those. <laughs> Not a pot on top of the Get kettle. Get there faster. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, just being able to say, guys, I, I think I just didn't get enough sleep last night or, um, you know, I'm trying to work this thing out with this friend over here and we're trying to um, make schedules match up or I'm hungry. I just need to eat something and then we For can real. continue this conversation. Like Have angry yeah. is a real thing. Totally so um, just being able to approach those conversations with our kids in a in like you said an age appropriate way where they can understand it and then being able to say all right now that we've got that out of the way what do you want for breakfast <laughs> or second breakfast or yes you can have a snack or you know whatever we right. were about to just go over the edge on before we do that i need to take care of this one thing because this is on my mind and if i put it off any longer it's not going to... It's going to affect my whole day. It's going to affect my whole day. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, guys, let us know if you have noticed this in your own home and some ways that you try to overcome this attitude of bringing the house with your emotions and not communicating well. How do you handle this? If you thought this was an encouraging podcast episode, if you would share it, share it on your Instagram or share with a friend, that just helps our community grow and is such an encouragement to us and hopefully to others. And um, you can find us at on Instagram. At our nuclear family. At our.nuclear.family. <laughs> and we're online at ournuclearfam.com. Have a great day, guys. Bye.